Kia ora and welcome to our book revo- reviewer today, Paul Diamond. Who's Morena. Kia ora. Whanganui Atara Studio with me. Kia ora. Now, you have been reading Nyakupu Weru. This is by Witi Ihimara. It's published by Penguin Random House. What do we have here? A non-fiction collection, is it? So Witi's the editor. Yeah. Oh, understood. So Thank you. A collection of about 60 non-fiction pieces. Um, it's got a companion volume that I brought in to show you. It's Yawa Okupu, which I'm working my way through at the moment. That's the the um, collection of poetry and stories. So that's fiction. This is non-fiction. And I guess you could, well, Tiawakupu is, you know, um, the river of words. Um, the one, the words of challenge would be one way of translating this one. So there's an important kind of whakapapa about this book. Um, there was a book called Into the World of Light. came out in 1982, edited by Witi Ihimaira also and um, uh, Don Long. And it had a real focus on... Um, writing from the 70s. And then that was followed by a really famous series called Te Ao Marama. Um, that was five volumes between 1992 and 1996. And that had a non-fiction volume, had a children's writing volume, and there were various sort of creative writing volumes in that. And again, it was Witty with Eddie Harpity Ramsden and Don Long who edited those. And actually, I looked back at those, and I looked at the types of writing, and there was waiata, there were stories, there was haka, poi, there was actually rap, which was this kind of you know new thing that had emerged in that period. There is still that sort of material, actually, and in, in, certainly in the non-fiction one. What's different is in 2023 is that there's all this online journalism. And when I sort of totaled it up, 43% of the contributions come from things like Pantograph Punch, spin-off, newsroom, you know, so things that didn't even exist um, when Te Ao and Into the World of Light were done. And then if you put in the books and journals, that's 37%. So that's most of it. There's a few sort of um, government reports and websites and things and submissions in international fora. So these bits of writing come from 2017 to 2022. As a sidebar, that actually means there's a kind of a 20-year gap there, um, which is probably well covered in other anthologies, but it did make me wonder what is in that period in between these sets of anthologies. And actually some contributors, though, are in both, which is fantastic, Witi um, and Sir Hardy Williams and some others. So when I looked at, you know, what are the things people are concerned about, there's a lot about te reo, Māori, as you'd expect, um, treaty settlements, voyaging traditions, religion, Māori identity, but there are these sort of new things like the environment, climate, um, gender, sexuality, um, and mātauranga Māori. And it's great to see these new voices that people might have seen. Charlotte Muru Lanning, who writes in the spin-off, um, you know, has written a few pieces in this, including one about um, Rabari Waitai's Air Jordans and the hoo-ha that caused it at Parliament. Um, new Perspectives, uh, a really magnificent piece of writing in this is by someone called Awatia Mita, who was totally new to me, about denying um, incarcerated people the vote. And this is someone who's a criminologist who was in prison. I mean, such an important voice to hear from. And just saying that, you know, a very eloquent argument for why it's unjust uh, and a, re- a breach of human rights, really, to deny people in prison who are overwhelmingly Māori the vote. Um, so that's a, an amazing piece that's really worth um, reading, and I'm going to look out for more writing by this person. The new takes on familiar topics. Joanna Kidman writes about her father and language loss. You know, and I think a lot about I thought I knew a lot about language loss, but this was a real new perspective. Hemi Kelly, an amazing um, railway expert, telling us about the three contenders for the word for selfie <laughs> and that, you know, new words keep te reo alive, which is really true. Um, Ihumatao, um, great piece by Jade Kake, 
um, COVID uh, and Māori responses to that. Tina Nutter, who's such an interesting thinker, and there's a few pieces by her there which are just really, really sharp and incisive. And then one of my standout pieces in this is a piece about the 15th of March Christchurch mosque attacks by someone called Waikaremoana Waitoki, who I didn't know about, former president of the New Zealand Psychological Society. And that whole challenging, well, uh, looking at that narrative of, you know, this is not us, and some people said, well, actually it is, (laughs) if you look at New Zealand's colonial history. But actually what this article does, uh, and it's from a journal, is it looks at in a really... Uh, sophisticated, nuanced kind of way and actually challenges Māori as much as anyone else. There's some great global perspectives. Mona Maniaposo's interview with Angela Davis, Anton Blanc contrasting Switzerland, where he has heritage to, and New Zealand. And so there's a whole list of authors in this that you'll want to investigate further. And there are these responses from young Māori um, throughout the book as well, including some school students someone called Dr. Ponamu Jade Aikman. And, and these writers were asked to comment on what are the main problems facing Māori today and how can we overcome that? And some of these writers have just got this really clear, sharp way of getting to the point. And, and he says, it's the main, landlessness is the main problem facing Māori today. So if colonisation is about the taking of land, simply put, decolonisation is, for me, is about land back. While we often talk about decolonising the education health systems, I think we tend to get lost in the things that look good, that are performative, but aren't about land. And it's a really interesting piece, especially in the lead-up to the election, to read. So they talk about these people as being word warriors, but actually I think you can see them as... Um, equipping us to res- all of us to respond to the weddle, the challenges that are in front of all of us with climate uncertainty and crisis and the other issues facing us. So you end up at the end of this with a sort of a sense of hopefulness and clarity, really. Uh, there's a big absence in this. Mona Jackson, apparently they didn't get permission to include his work, but he's, he's right throughout this book. Um, there's a whole article about him, and he's quoted often, along with Taika Waititi, actually. So it's a very interesting yeah, sure piece. Is. Yeah, sure so really worth a look, and I'm looking forward to the other one as well. Thank you very much. Paul Diamond has reviewed Nyakupu Weru. It is edited by Witi Ihimara. It is published by Peng- uh, Penguin Random House. $37 the price.